Welcome back to the Bad Balance Podcast. I'm feeling a little under the weather, if you couldn't tell, so you're going to hear me sniffle here and there, and I'm going to sound a little under the weather, but we, we fought through it. We talked a little Sony Open Hawaii. We talked a little American Express Championship, and we talked a little bit of basketball, actually, a little Tom Cruise. We talked a little bit about everything. This is a good one. You won't want to miss it, but first, here's Harry Styles. I've just I've watched three Tom Cruise movies. Mission Impossible one, two, and three. <laughs> Mission Impossible six. Fallout. And Top Gun. Uh no. And then I watched um, a weird sex fantasy movie called Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> it was a big movie with him and Nicole Kidman. That I wasn't much of a fan of. And then um, I like Tom Cruise because we're both short. Minority Report. Minority Report. Yeah. It's a sci-fi movie about people It's in this organization called Pre-Crime. And they could go back in time and prevent and prevent crimes from happening, murders from happening. So they do it or they use it for own personal gain? A little bit of both. I'll let you watch it. It's on Netflix. Okay. But it's unbelievable how Tom Cruise at the age of 57 for Mission Impossible 6 can still do those stunts. I saw a video of him outside of a plane. Yeah, he, he does all his own stunts. He doesn't use a stuntman. He doesn't use CGI. Tom Cruise, there is no reason not to use CGI anymore. You're going to die. Why would he do that? I don't. With the technology we have now, there's just no reason. So you, that video I saw of him on TikTok, like outside the plane, hanging outside the plane, that's real? That's real. He does all of his real stunts. There's no amount of money in the world you could pay me to do that. He, there's a scene in Even MI6. $350 million. To, to die? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> there's a scene in, in Mission Impossible 6 where he rides a motorcycle into a bunch of cars. And they're train drivers. And he speeds on a motorcycle into traffic, into 100 cars. And he does it. He does it. And, he, and they hire train drivers to drive around. Yeah, I know. And then I also watched every football game from beginning to the end. That's insane. Yeah. So Speaking of football games, shout out to the Dolphins coach. I saw you hitting your vape during the middle of the game, brother. <laughs> McDaniels? Yeah, McDaniels. McDaniels could use Tom Cruise on his team. Tom Cruise on his team? Tom Cruise. And I cannot believe how fast that man runs for a 57-year-old. You think LeBron's amazing? Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is way more of an athlete than, than LeBron James. So Tom Cruise would have been a world-famous athlete if he was just oh, 6'2". For sh- no, he could have played wide receiver for any team of any era. He would have been the wide receiver one from the age 20 to age 60, where he is right now. <laughs> Dude, watch the running scene of Mission Impossible 6. He sprints, bro. Okay, I got to watch this. Dude, now. he goes so fast. Something about Scientology, maybe. <laughs> Kept him sprucey. Oh, my gosh. If we find out that, like, everything that Tom Cruise did was fake, that it actually was CGI'd, that would be the biggest crime of all time. Still be cool to see how long he kept it up. Right. Well, have you heard about that conspiracy that 
they launder money through movies? Yes. And I 100% believe it. Do you? Yeah. It it's is the true, easiest though, like, way to launder money if if you think about it. Because there's like some movies that you're like, oh, this takes place in one setting in suburban Oklahoma. Oh, two hundred fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, we gave one hundred seventy five million of it to the costumes. Right. You're like what? I've heard that even like the actors know and are in on it. It's to launder money through the cartels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. That's as how long the as actors like, get paid so much. And they're like, as long as we get ours. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's also that ice cream shop. What is it? La Mochi. Oh, La Michoacan? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. They're, the Michoacan is a cartel. Yeah. Ice cream shops, mattress stores, furniture stores, all launder money. Right. You ever been into a furniture store? No. Well... If you do go in, you're like the only person in there. Right. There's a million dollars worth of furniture inside the store <laughs> that no one's buying. Right. Because they're going on to Craigslist and getting a couch for $50. Right. Or offer up or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, I believe it. There, there's some of these movies, you hear their budgets. You're like, what do you do with, first of all, where do you get $330 it's like a billion? billion dollars. Yeah. Literally, these movies, like, their budget is like insane. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how we got into cartels and money laundering. Just talking about what I did while I was sick. How was your weekend? Uh, what did I do? Nothing. I just watched some golf for like the first time ever <laughs> because we started this podcast. Right. I literally did nothing. I'm the most boring human ever. I need We're to play some golf. I got my Thursday team and Saturday team coming up this week. Yeah, how's your game looking? That's just as terrible as usual. <laughs> what does that even mean? That like, <laughs> What's your handicap right now? I am a .5 right now, and I'm going to struggle to play to that. I play like a 2. No you know? way. Yeah. I shoot 2 over, 3 over. Do you like, really? Like 5 birdies, 4 doubles. At Porter? At Porter, I'll shoot like even par, yeah, couple under par. Say. What's Porter's course rating? <sighs> something it's course par 70 it's six thousand yards it's so i think if you shoot 69 that that's as if you shot level par for sure so you can kind of spray it too but you kind of can at the same time i've just played it so many times that it doesn't it doesn't matter i hit it right i've seen that place before right you're right we just finished up the sony open in hawaii and uh nice little comeback for siu kim not shocking. Not shocking. Were you shocked? That Siwoo won? Yeah. That he came from behind and beat Hayden, Hayden Buckley? No. Not I mean, Hayden would like, was up a couple strokes throughout the back nine. He looks solid. It's not like he lost it. I think Siwoo's been knocking on the door for a little bit, too. Yeah. And uh, he gained over nine strokes T to green. He was oh, by far shit. the bo- Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't putt very well, but didn't matter. He just hit it so well. And uh, Hayden made a birdie on 16, and like Sue chipped in on 17 s- minutes after. And then that was cool. They were tied. That was cool. That was cool. I play uh, a little golf with Siwoo Kim. Do you really? I played with him one time three years ago at my home course, Hacienda. Why do I know about this? It was just randomly set up by my buddy Kevin Kim, also an instructor and former player. And, uh, I think Siwoo Kim was maybe 20 at the time. Okay. 
First time ever seeing Hacienda. You know Hacienda, difficult golf course. He shot the most boring 68 I've ever seen in my life. Like, we never saw each other on the golf course. Because <laughs> he was just fairway green, and I'm in the trees chipping around. Was he a nice guy? Super nice guy, but super serious. Like, uh. he acted as if that round was the Masters. Right. His dad was watching. His swing coach was watching. And I've never seen someone so serious playing for, like, not playing for money or not playing in a tournament. I, I do think that comes from a bit of a Korean background. You we're, think so? We're very big as Koreans. Like, practice like you play and play like you practice. Well, he, he did it. And then people just go crazy when they have a little bit of freedom. That's why so many Koreans, like, fall off from junior golf when they go to college. They just go buck wild. <laughs> they just can't contain themselves. It's just a little bit of fun and then Just a little bit of fun and it's taste. just a drug. Yeah. They don't <laughs> I get that. For sure. And so it's just like they they have we're just we're a very extremist culture too. And it's super cool to see him overcome his injuries. Like to be that young and have such bad back problems. Right. Right. And to overcome that. Is this his first win? I think so. His first one ever? Yeah, on the PGA He's, Tour. He won the players. Oh yeah, never mind. He's won I'm, four times. This I'm a is the fourth win. I'm a yeah. fool. But it, it has been it has been a minute. Um but yeah, no, not a surprise at all. He played great. Um you could feel him knocking on the door. Back to this conversation we had last time. Did you like his fist pump? Yeah. yeah. It's all right. His fist pumps at the President's Cup were painful. As he's holding the long putter with his left arm. The long people. putter fist pump, I don't think I'll ever be able yeah, to. Yeah, the long putter fist pump. Like Adam work. Scott is the only one that was remotely cool fist pumping. Well, with he the long lifted putter. the long putter up. So it's like you're like. Try to punch God's You're chin holding with a up this like six foot broomstick. <laughs> yeah, just and fist pumping. I'm Unless you have biceps like Adam Scott, you can't fist pump with a long putter. New I'm gonna rule. create an award. I'm gonna call it the Siu Kim Award for worst fist pump of the week. <laughs> we'll do that every week. <laughs> the Siwoo Kim Award. The Siwoo Kim Award for the worst fist pump of the week. Well, we have another he segment. He just won, Josh. Yeah, we'll give it. It's a, it's fine. We're just talking about the fist pump. He also had another award. I mean, he won. He won the tournament. Good for him. Yeah, he yeah. won the players, and I thought that this week was his first win. <laughs> 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 All right, we have another segment. We're gonna try this out. I'm hoping in the future we get like a panel of people, like our friend Nico, who we had last week, whatever maybe, have a bunch of people and just see what they would do with a certain amount of prize money. So this is a segment that we're gonna call "What Would You Do With?" What would you do with the winner? Prize money, which was $1.2 million that CEO Kim won. Exclude taxes, whatever. It's, it's fantasy land. All right. This week, for the first time in my life, I went to a laundromat, Josh. I paid $8 to do a load of laundry. Kay. Eight. I did four loads of laundry. It cost me 32 bucks. Okay. I'm used to seeing in movies these guys putting in quarters and doing their laundry. <laughs> I looked up the price of a laundromat, 500000 So I'm buying two of those bad boys. Two. And charging people seven bucks to do their load of laundry, so they come to me. What'd you do at the laundromat that you couldn't do at home? What do you mean? Like, what'd you, why'd you go to the laundromat? Oh, my, my dryer broke. Oh, yeah, fair. But have you ever done four loads of laundry in 30 minutes? No, I haven't, actually. But is it worth eight, $8 a load? No, it is not, actually. Yeah, it's not. But it's really cool. Right, right, right. Well, I always go to the laundromat because I have this big... What are the super warm blankets called that you use in the winter? Like the cozies? Yeah, the but they're like mass. I forget what they're called, but they're like super warm. And they're all, the big thick blanket is inside. 
of, of the sheet. And so I need to get one of these. You, have, you just have to wash the whole thing as it is. And so my obviously my washer can't handle it. So I go to laundromat probably every year seasonally. Couple and you spend eight the, bucks. A the year. winter, yeah, the winter is 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 tough. Would you come to my laundromat? I would come to your laundromat. That was a very Seven diplomatic bucks. answer. I was looking for something insane. I mean, I guess that's kind of random. What else would I do? I don't know. I'm just like I'm like some kind of besides maybe buy like two Rolls Royces and rent them out. Yeah, I mean, I'm like there's got to be some pair of shoes that are like a million dollars. Alligator shoes. Something like that. That's just like. Like That's custom built to your foot? Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> million dollars. Going back to um, the Sony Open in Hawaii, you picked Jordan Spieth. And he was leading out the first day, then shot five over, missed a cut. But watching him, it's not like... He looks pretty good. He had four bogeys in a row. It's not like he, he had a couple Aaron drives, but had a bad lie in the bunker, left it in there. I thought he looked okay, but... All in all, the tournament was, what would you give it? Grade level. Grade level, it's a 7 out of 10. Yeah. It was a, it was, that's pretty high, I thought. I mean, I that, I think 7 out of 10. It's in Hawaii. 7 out of 10 is pretty high. Boosts it a little bit. Makes yeah, it easier so. on the eyes. But, <laughs> yeah, that tournament is... When you look at the front page of the leaderboard, it's really boring. Yeah, it's notably a weak tournament, but even the big names didn't, didn't Cool to see up. Aaron Badley back on a, it's true. On a leaderboard. It's true. But then you see, like, Tom Kim missed the cut. Jordan Spieth missed the cut. J.J. Spawn, your boy that you talked he's about. Well. He's playing well. Minus 12. Yep, he's playing well. He had the lead for a while there, but um, kind of fell off. He he struggles with the lefts, too. Just like, who are we talking about has, has a wicked pull? Colin. Colin. Yeah, J.J. starts getting the pulls, too. But we're looking forward to the uh, American Express this week. And uh, this week has 10 players in the top 20 in the world, five in the top 10. So it's a field here in Palm Springs. And uh, we, we, we had some experience with P.J. West when we were on the team. Back in the day, we used to do sort of like a hell week before school started. It's supposed to be a male bonding trip. It was a hell week, Josh. <laughs> we were sent out there to play in 115-degree weather, and it was qualifying to play on the travel squad. And, yeah, we played PJ West. It was, like, literally 112, 115 degrees. And that's actually when the course plays harder in the summer. Yeah, everything's way longer because they're terribly afraid of losing the course. Yeah, which is fair. It's, it's really Understandable. And so, so all the grass is super long. The greens are rock hard, but they're slow. Yep. And so, like, they don't get any play because all the retired folk, they go back to wherever they're from, whether it's, like, Kansas or what have you. And then when you go play PJ West, they in the summer they're just trying to preserve it, and so it's the grass is super long, the greens are super slow, the ball doesn't roll unlike what you would think. They overwater, and so the course is playing long, and if you hit it in the rough, you couldn't get out. I think the lowest score of the of the of the day was like seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it was leading by two or three. Right. And you know I think I think I shot I think I shot eighty six. Because I wasn't the longest hitter and I was missing fairways at the time. And so uh, it was it, that course is playing tough, unlike this week where it's in the winter and they just it, the they grass make it look easy. The, it's the grass. The rough is dormant. There is no rough. If you'd rather hit in the rough, it jumps out of there. It feels pretty good. Ball goes a little further out of that rough. That's why this week I think it takes a guy with a good short game to win. 
A good ball striker is going to have a chance, but it's a short game that wins it this week. Needs a lot of creativity. So, in general, the people who have played the best here have gained the most strokes putting. Now, how much is that accounted to? I'm a little dubious just because it's always accounted to the low scores, right? Yeah. And so, guys who haven't uh, – one guy who had a really good career out there was Steve Stricker. He's always done really well out there. And he's not the longest hitter, but makes a lot of putts. But generally speaking, putters do really well. But I will say that's pertaining to the wins – Guys who hit the ball really well tend to play tend to play pretty well when it comes to uh, at least just finishing in the top what what have you top. You're always 20. gonna have a chance, right? You're always gonna have a chance. I think um, if you were to eliminate putting from the game, and it was only ball striking, the top 150 players in the world would still be there. Yes, for but sure. But then if you were to take away ball striking and make it only putting. I don't think the top 150 would be the same. It's a it's a ball strikers league. Yeah, it's a ball strikers league, and this tournament is the winner is a putter, for sure. But people always finish pretty high. They tend to hit the ball well. So who's uh, we'll jump right into it and we'll go. What's your what's your bet of the week? Big bet of the week. Of Are the we week. going safe bet? Yeah. This, so this is the big bet of the week, which is our safe bet of the week. Okay, Scotty Scheffler plus 120 top 10. I think that's easy. That's money. a that's a good pick. Easy peasy lemon squeeze. And I think it's better than John Rom minus one forty. Minus one forty. Yeah. Top ten's which, hard. Which John Rom probably bear, unless he has like an injury or something, he's gonna do it. But yes. I don't want to. But <laughs> but if he has one let's say he has one round where the putter's just not falling, shoots a seventy one. The top ten gets really hard. He's gotta shoot a couple sixty fours, which of course he can do. I think he can do it. Of course. Of course. But Asking for a lot. Um, who do you uh, who do you think is going to win win the tournament? As much as I hate to say it, I think John Rahm is. You think John win Rahm wins the tournament? tournament? Yeah, he's just a little sharper right now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm rooting for Scotty. Sure. I think Scotty had you know some sort of magic last year. Right. He's kind of lacking that right now. Right. I mean. Yeah, John Rahm's won three times the last five events. Like as much as I ragged on him last week, I picked him to win in my group bet this week. <laughs> and I'm picking him on air. Okay. Tom Hoagie finished second last week. Uh, last year, excuse me. How do you, how do you, feel, how do you feel like he's going to do? Negative, Ghost Rider. Yeah, you don't think so? No. Plus 360 top 10. Plus 360 top 10, sure. I mean, uh, there's enough juice on that for me. But when I go one name down and look at Taylor Montgomery. Sure. At plus 330. Plus 330 to finish top 10. Right. I really like that. Okay. And if I was feeling frisky, I would just put 100 bucks on him to win. Forget all about it. Taylor Montgomery to win? Yeah. I do pick him to be rookie of the year. I wish there, I wish we could put some future Just because on I've played this golf course. Right. I mean, it, they only play two out of the four rounds there. Yeah. The other on the Nicholas and the La Quinta Country Club. It's a place where if you just get kind of hot, you feel invincible. Right. You just keep going. And the, yeah, the greens are flat. The putts just go. And it feels like everyone else is struggling, but you're out there just having fun. Right. Right. But then it, it favors someone who can make a lot of birdies and go really, really low. Which he does. Which he does, right? He yeah. gets He gets he gets on a hot streak. How do you feel about the chances for our guy, Sahatigala? Top 10. Top 10, I'd be impressed. Also not surprised. He's just a solid golfer. He's a dude. solid player. He was one of those guys, like, as a kid, 
you just knew he was going to be on tour, and then boom, there he is. Right. And then, I mean, he's he's known to get hot. I'd love to see him win. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been knocking on the door of winning quite a bit, and you know, he, he either wins or finishes somewhere in the top thirty, which is still great. But he's one of those guys who definitely catches fire. And this is a course where it lends itself to catch fire, right? I mean, people talked about how much ad uh, revenue or sponsorships Hideki would get from Japan if he won a major. If Sahith wins a major, the amount of money he will get from India, I don't think he'd know what to do with it. And it would be great. It would be great for the game of golf. Oh, 100%. All of a sudden, one billion people are freaking interested. Right. For sure. For sure. Oh, by the way, just a note, Hudson Swafford, defending champion, not in the field because oh, he's no. officially a live tour golfer. Oh, no. <laughs> How do you feel about your boy Ricky Fowler this week? I was just going to ask you, fraud or for real? I want you to go first. This is tough because I grew up in the Ricky era. Yes. I wanted to wear all orange. Right. Like I had an orange hat. Right, right, right. He's a fraud. You don't think he's, you don't think he's making a comeback? You've seen all those swings that people have been posting. It's so weird how guys play better when their swings are worse, like when they just did what they did their whole life. Right. I just want to go on record and say I was first. Josh, you were first. I was first. Last September at the Fortinet Championship, I saw his swing still looked the same as it did before or similar, but he made this little practice swing, and I was like, all right, he's on the right track. He's on the right track. It does look way better. He's going in the right direction. Never in a million years did I think it'll change that much. Maybe like you know, it's so he got much married, better. He had a kid. Those things kind of get in the way. He has a kid. Yeah, he has a kid. Oh, you know, You're Rory, right. Rory kind of did the You're same right. thing. You're right. And then Rory all of a sudden was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this shit serious again. And then boom, he's world number one. Right. I hear Ricky is trepidatious to go to live tour golf because his wife was a U.S. Olympian. Which makes sense. I would love if he went. Yeah, I mean. To live tour. I have a feeling like he would love if he went too. I'm sure he's wrestled with it back and forth, but I think his wife being he's a U.S. He's like kind of the poster boy Olympian. of what live tour is. Kind of a guy on the back half of his career. <laughs> is a big name. Right. And is looking for that little payday. Which I don't think live tour that's not ideal for Liv, right? Oh, I mean, they have they got like Cam Smith and stuff. It just yeah. has that perception because people are haters. But I mean, it's happening in other sports now. Look at Ronaldo, for sure. And now Messi, it's rumored three hundred and fifty million a year. It's it's how in, the hell do you not think about that? It's in the stratosphere. It's not going away. It's just not. Now it's just like, how are people going to deal with it the right way? Like I don't know if I could say no to three hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Yeah. Why would you? Because I wouldn't want to live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I have the, the Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. And then it's that's just true. different having a contract with them. Right. No, I mean, yeah, I get that part. So it was wrong of me to say, why would you? But, you know, like, it's it's definitely, you can't blame people. You can't blame people, I don't think. But um, with Ricky, his wife being a former U.S. Olympian, yeah, I think that has played a really big part. In that decision. Yeah. That's just what I hear through the grapevine. He's never said it. As I'm not reporting anything. I'm not a reporter. But, yeah. But um, I think 
So when I first saw, back to Ricky, fraud or for real, when I saw Ricky's swing, I never thought it would be as good as it is now. And it's actually somewhat concerned me because... They just worked on it that much? Yeah, it's like too much golf swing. Too much golf swing change. We don't live in a world where like good golf swing equals good player. Are we just sick individuals like that now that he's fixed it? There's something wrong with that too? <laughs> No, I think there's real... You know real, what, Ricky? There's real... Shame on you for fixing <laughs> your swing. But that's the thing is, like, what is fixing? Like, his old swing was, quote-unquote, worse, but really athletic and flowy. Now is, you know, it, it's... Yes, it's technically in a better spot, but he's never been there. He's not the same guy. Does he still have the same feel, the same touch? I get that for position? sure. Yeah, and so, you know, like, you always say, like, if you switch Ben Hogan and Dustin Johnson... Neither of them would be very good because they wouldn't know how to deliver the club from there. Hmm. If you switch their, like, let's say in a weird world, Ben Hogan and Dustin Johnson were the same exact height. And, and then, then you swapped swings. You don't think Ben Hogan could play golf? I don't think Ben Hogan or Dustin Johnson would know how to play golf from there. Their hands, Interesting. their brain and their hand-eye coordination connection would be a zero. Of course, I think the dead opposite. You think they would figure it out? They'd figure it out. Just with enough practice? Yeah. So, okay, if you if you swap their swings, so Ben Hogan had DJ's swing, and in one, some weird world, DJ and Ben Hogan were the same height, and DJ had Ben Hogan's swing, then, okay, let's let's do a better example because people are going to be like, oh, the, because of their build, they have to swing that way. Matt Kuchar and Dustin Johnson, both 6'4". You swap okay. swings. Are they going to figure it out? 100%. Like, how, how quickly? I think... Matt Kuchar would play would have a better career. But but okay, it's not that they're born with it. They literally swap at the week of the 3M championship. Okay, swapping the week of no chance. Okay, how long how long does it take before they I think if it that's out? how they were born and that's how they always swung okay, it. Okay, yes, 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 yes. But I'm saying like they swap mid-career like Ricky did. Lonzo Ball changed his shot and he shoots it way better. You have a point. He also can't jump And he right used now. that kind of, you know, unorthodox jump shot and was wet, drafted second That's in the NBA using that shot and then changed it. So was Lonzo Ball a better shooter at UCLA than he is with the Chicago Bulls? No, he's a better shooter. Now? You think so? Now. I don't know. He hit that step back three from like 30. That was so cool. At Cal State <laughs> yeah. Fullerton. That was at Fullerton. Yeah, they had they had a they had a, a regional tournament at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, I mean, that's so the, the, to use to that ex- expression. Let's say in some world that like, yeah, Lonzo Ball might be a like better if shooter. If Russell now. Westbrook and Ray Allen switched their shot day of, you don't think it's helping Russell Westbrook? I don't think it's helping Russell Westbrook. How I don't can, think. What do you mean? I don't think Russell Westbrook would know would have the touch in his hands to release it. The way, like I think, I think every shot he he shoots would go way long, because Ray Allen releases so much earlier. He has such an early release point. But then after three shots, wouldn't he say, "Okay, I'm going to shoot it shorter"? What? Why does he do that now? He just throws it over the <laughs> backboard. <laughs> yeah, I just I have nothing to say, Russell. I love you, dude. Just because you're a Laker, but you need to get your shit together, dude. He's playing better. He is playing better, but six man of the quit years. having fun, dude. Get greedy. Fuck having fun. 
What does that even mean? No, Russ, do not get greedy. LBJ in the locker room said it's time to get greedy. Yes. And then Russ was like, no, y'all, we need to have fun. You see LeBron's face? He's like, dude, what the fuck? I'm over here hyping everyone up. You want to sing Kumbaya around the campfire. Russ is so much better right now than he was the last year or the year before. That's why the Lakers are playing better. If they had Anthony Davis back, I think they would actually be like an eight or nine seed. I think they're two games back of the 10th seed right now. Which I think we should have just gotten DeMar or Buddy Heald. Okay, yes, 100%. We should not have gotten Russ. I think everybody knew that except LeBron. Like, we need to trade LeBron, trade AD. What? Trade Russ. Get rid of them all. Who's going to take Russ, though? That's the problem. Everyone's talking about trading Russ. I'm like, who's going to take him? Yeah, no one's going to take him at $48 million a year. The problem is, remember when the Kyrie and Russ trades were... Swir- trade trade rumors are swirling around. Yeah, the biggest problem and the reason why it was never going to happen day one were the contracts can't match. Kyrie's paid less than Russ, so then the Nets would have to give something back, and that They'd just have to give Kyrie plus someone else. Right, and that's just not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So because then the Lakers go over the cap by too much, so it was just like not possible from day one. So then, like, pretty much the only trade that's like possible right now is the buddy heel trade the buddy heel trade um which they're playing better and also i don't know how that would work because they'll get buddy healed and who's the other they thing? were talking about kyle kuzma again i know which of course standard lakers trade the guy breakout season next year literally okay here are all the lakers who are good now jordan clarkson he was playing an all-star he's level like the worst like, on the list Who's the worst on that list? Jordan Clarkson's gonna oh, the worst, worst on this list you're going to bring up, probably. And Alex Caruso is unbelievable. Yeah. He's like one of the best defensive guards out there. And then Julius Randle is going to be an all-star with the Knicks. Ingram? Ingram, who's unbelievably good. Lonzo? Uh, D'Lo? Uh, he follows me. D'Angelo Russell follows yeah. you and you're going to uh him? Yeah. He's got ice in his veins, dude. He does have ice in his veins. He'll snitch on you to the media, but he'll <laughs> drop a fucking three in your mouth to win the game. Uh, eh. Would I have him over Rush? Sure, yeah. Who I'm else sorry. should we give up? Um, I mean, do we, do we say more. Kuzma? I mean, Josh no, Hart. Kuzma. Josh Hart's okay. Kuzma. Kuzma. Kuzma's really good Imagine now. a team with LeBron, Kuzma, Ingram, Lonzo, because we had that. Yeah. And then on top of that, we gave up like five And we had picks. Caruso at the same time. But we let Caruso go. We still could have had Caruso. We just let Caruso go for nothing. And then brought back Dennis Schroeder. We paid Taylor Horton Tucker over Alex Caruso and then traded him. Talon Horton Tucker was just a play, though. They hype him up, hype him up, hype him up to get a little bit more value and then trade him. Yeah, and then they didn't get anything. And then they didn't get shit. Because he's bad. It backfired. Yeah. And he's still bad. As everyone knew that. Like, you can't just rage post on Instagram about a guy and expect everyone. He went crazy in the preseason. People went crazy. People didn't just stop putting stock in the preseason. What about Victor Wembenyama? Fraud or for real? Oh, for real. I've been on v- Victor Wembenyama. I'm going fraud. Why? Because he's too big. Yeah, he's going to get injured. He yeah, didn't miss, like, half like, his games. He's just, like, too slow. He is not slow. He is. No, like, he's pretty All athletic. this shooting. Like, Giannis used to shoot like that, and it, it's not happening. 
Well, Giannis just got too big. Eventually. Well, this guy's going to have to get big to support his frame. I think it's the other way. I think he needs to stay slim. He needs to be like Kevin Durant. Yeah, K- KD. Or, so the, the guys who like trim down are like – the classic examples are like Kevin Garnett. When he got to Boston, he like purposely lost weight. Tim Duncan purposely lost weight. To do what? Be more agile? Like yeah, that? just to be lighter. Because <laughs> if you're that heavy, you get all these hairline fractures. But then you have feet. the big diesel – yeah, guess what happened? Who buys a Popeyes and then eats it all summer? Right. And then Shaq got got a foot injury and that ended his career. Yeah, that is true. Um, that's what that's what went wrong with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis gained a ton of weight, and then he lost his speed on this on this on his on his step and his his spin move. So then he was stuck shooting corner threes. He was one of the worst shooters in the league. Yeah. So he just gained too much weight. That's what happened to Anthony Edwards early in the season. He was like 15 pounds overweight. So I think Wembenyama would have to stay. I light. saw Anthony Edwards in person though. That guy is skinny as fuck. Yeah, that's why he, he looks could fly. like Kevin Durant. That's why he could fly. Like I thought he was going to be really big and wide. Like his legs are skinny. Yeah, he flies. All those guys are like really skinny. You have to be. So I think Wembenyama needs to stay trim. Well, this this isn't a basketball podcast, but <laughs> we spent eleven minutes on basketball. We love it. Yeah, we are big fans. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. You know what I mean? We're going to call this podcast – oh, I, not we. I really want to call this Golfer's Golf. Golfer's Golf. I kind of like it, dude. Golfer's Golf. Bad bounce is where it's at, Josh. Yeah, that's what that's we do. That's all we get. You know? <laughs> How do you feel about David Lipsky? Who the hell is David Lipsky? He finished second last <laughs> week. <laughs> he finished second last week. Of course, that's why I don't know who he is. Obviously, I'm going to tell you he sucks. <laughs> You can throw me any stat you want. All right. So we're no go on Dave, David Lipsky. No go on David Lipsky. All right. So what's your what's your uh, what's your bad bet of the week then? My bad bet of the week. John well, winning? No, I talked about it already. Taylor Montgomery plus thirty five hundred to win. Yeah. Like it's a bad bet. I kind of think it's a good bet in my head. <laughs> I would take that. Okay. I would actually take it for like top twenty or something. Plus three thirty. Top 20 is plus 330? Taylor Montgomery, yeah. No, that's top 10. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I had a friend call me today and say to take Jason Day top 20. Why? Because he wants me to burn my money. <laughs> ben Sanders. Set it on fire. Screw you. So we're both fraud on Ricky Fowler. So no Ricky Fowler plus 300 top 20? No. Will Zalatoris. Plus 100 top 20. Nice to see that name. Uh, I mean, if he stays healthy, yeah, it's automatic. I think he's got a little fire in his belly after he left. He played well last week. He did. He played well at uh, well, that was, the TOC well, that, as well. That, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, he, didn't he played well at the TOC. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, dude. Sahith plus 200 top 20? Sahith plus 5,000 to win is kind of sick, too. <laughs> Okay, I I took Vikings uh this week. I saw that. Live bet. I saw that. Plus 250 did not hit. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows. I am going to go with I'm going to go with Do you think Seo Kim's going to play well this week? Yeah. Think so? Back to back. He's not going to win, but he's going to play well. Top 10. How is he 
plus 165 top 20. See, this is why I mean, like, you can make money on golf. That's absurd. Should we take it? I don't know why I'm so... He has he has worse odds than Taylor Montgomery. I'm taking top 20 Cam Young, plus 110. You're all about Cameron Young. I, I know. I can't. I can't. I'm trying to quit. Is him, it a swing? No, I just don't think he has any weaknesses. And then he didn't. He laid an egg at TLC. What do you mean he laid an egg? He finished in like he finished like twelfth or oh, okay. fifteenth. I mean twelve. Oh, well, it's out of like players. a tw- yeah. Okay. Like a thirty man field. Um. Okay. Uh, I just can't quit t- Cam Young. All right, Cam Young top twenty is my pick. Plus one ten. Those right. odds are pretty good. Um. And then my bad bet of the week. I am gonna take. Oh, I can't. I I can't. I I keep wanting. I'm gonna take top five. Sam Burns. Sam Burns, bad bet. Top five. Top five. Plus seven fifty. Okay. Yeah. I like that. See, I like the bad bets of the week. Yep. Top Fuck five. The good ones. Sam Burns. We haven't seen him all season yet. I'm trying to make my bookie mad. <laughs> what do you mean? He's gonna love you. Not if I hit. Oh, you mean hit on a big one? Yeah. That's what I mean. That's that, I know. You're just not going to hit Sometimes I'll one. make like my bookie scared. I'll take a bet where I'm betting like 100 bucks to win 5000 Right. And he'll tell me to go put it in with someone else. <laughs> just because he thinks and knows that I'm crazy enough to hit something stupid like that. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to parlay that, actually, because I'm just feeling it. With uh, the 49ers... Minus one ninety money line. What does that come out to? It comes out to plus ten fifty. I like that. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> I like that a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what was yours again? My bad bet was Taylor Montgomery winning. Yep. <laughs> At plus thirty five hundred. Right. And then your big my, bet of the week. My good bet. Was Scotty Scheffler top 10 plus 120? Right. That's easy. Yeah. I think I'm going to parlay both of those. What does that come out to? <laughs> what? Plus 78.20. I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> Put fucking $10 down to win 780. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have to talk about? I think that's it. Well... That was a Bad Bounce podcast. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>